Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 115 of Psychotic and Iconic. Paul's here along with my co-host Nick Theories, Mikey P, and Philly Phil. Thank you to everybody that's tuned in to the live stream tonight. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and share it. Thank you to everybody that likes, follows, and subscribes to all of our platforms. Mikey P, let's ride. <laughs> let's hide more like it with that group. But anyway, episode 115 psychotic and iconic power by playmaker is brought to you by prize picks daily fantasy made easy also right now we're live at the props network at PropsHQ.com, where you need to go and subscribe and keep up with all of our football coverage all season long you do not want to miss what we have going on here at pni and what are we wearing as usual fantastic fabric so fantastic come get yours fabric. today fantastic fabric Courtesy of IPP Pressworks, Cherry Hill, New Jersey. If you want PI merchandise, DM us for pricing and details. Also, I have to caution you, we are using a new camera over here tonight. The camera that is looking at the two fellas in front of me. Okay. So I need to ask for your and patience. Freaks. We're freaks too. <laughs> don't, don't forget about that. You left that out. You can't Apolo- leave that apologies, out. Apologies. The audience needs to know we're freaks. So these are facts, but I need to ask everybody for their patience tonight in case there's some latency issues here and there. It is for the better of the program here. We're trying to give you the best technology possible. So bear with us when we try out this new upgrade. And if the camera happens to fade out, we will address it during the show. Just so you know, we're cautioning that right now. Yo, actually, right. uh, audience, how's the camera right now? Like, is it bouncing around? Yeah, give us some feedback. Yeah, right now, because right now it bounces around. Yeah, real shit. Whoa, whoa, I, knew that, I knew that was going <laughs> to be said. <laughs> Yo, Godfather, hey, are we dropping any frames? Answer in the uh, in the chat, please. I know Godfar is going to answer, but. Uh, we'll oh, keep... He just did. He said he wants a mug. He said, where's my mug? <laughs> That's how he, <laughs> that wasn't the question. <laughs> Godfar. Shot. It's, it's P&I shot a clock over here. Um, we will keep an eye on that in the chat. Last thing. Next episode is Tuesday, 8 p.m. We will recap week seven, okay? But we have a lot going on. There is a game that's about to start. We got to give you our picks. So, Philly Phil, do your thing. Hit that shit. Pause. 
Let's let's rock the mic here, man. Let's rock the mic, baby. It's fucking football, baby. Let's go, baby. Thursday night football. This is the best fucking content you're going to see on the net on a Thursday night game. So everybody that's watching right now, please share the stream. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell your hoes. Tell your mistresses. I don't care who you tell. To spread the word that we're the best fucking podcast on the net and this is the best content you're going to see on the net year round during football season so what the fuck are you waiting for i love it thank you thank you nick theory spot on okay there is a game starting in five minutes we got the saints at the cardinals cardinals minus two and a half and i'd be remiss to say if i didn't say that not only did a new call of duty come out today but it's a short week for Kyler and the Cardinals. I had to do it, okay? Someone's got to poke fun. It's a must. I mean, that's a little nerve-wracking, right? And Andy Dalton is also, what, 0-11 on his last 11 primetime games? Yep. Correct me if I'm wrong? Yeah, 0-11 in his last 11 on Thursday night. Oh, God. So, <laughs> you got two things that are the exact polar opposite working against each other. This is a game that means everything to these two teams because if you lose your season's probably done you're gonna drop to five losses if you win oh suddenly you might be tied in first with a struggling bucks team or a struggling 49ers team and it's wide open for you that said deandre hopkins is back robbie anderson's active hollywood brown out for the foreseeable future on ir james connor's out on the cardinal side saints Andy Dalton starting. All right. Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Marshawn Lattimore out. Whew. That's a lot. There's a lot That's going a lot. into this game. That's how you know it's been messy for these two talented teams. Okay. So, guys, I need your feel. I need your take. Pause. <laughs> I need your feel for the game. <laughs> I could have phrased that better. I need to know how you're feeling about this, though, and who's winning because we only got four minutes to pick. My feel on this game is you got two slop teams with bad head coaches. I'm leaning. I'm going to take the Saints both ways. I don't think the Cardinals should be giving anybody points. The only thing that has me a little twisted is I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is, co- is going to be coaching for his job if he loses tonight. I actually believe that. I know he was extended, and I know it would be unprecedented. But they have three total points scored in the first quarter this year embarrassing and he's an offensive guru supposedly yeah Uh, he just he's i mean i think he stinks we all think he stinks agreed but it's just for me he's going to be coaching for his job and i i think that defensive line is going to give them problems they're not they're just not good in the trenches to begin with and outside of kyler running around and playing schoolyard ball their scripted offense isn't good they're they just they don't have it they don't have it now does D-Hop give them a boost? Absolutely. He gives anybody a boost. But I don't I don't actually believe that that's enough to get them where they need to go. Okay, so Hopkins is going to definitely give them a boost. The question is, how much? When a guy misses the first six weeks of this season, is he going to come back? Is he going to be D-Hop? The talent is there. Absolutely. He's been one of the best receivers in the last, what, seven years in the league? How is he going to grab onto the offense? Is he going to step on the field and be D-Hop? I don't see that. I see a big factor in Rondale Moore. I think he's going to have a fantastic game. I agree, Uh, Nick. I'm starting him in one league. Yeah, you should. I'm playing against him, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, I think he's going to be awesome today. But 
um, it's just a weird matchup. I mean, you got a $245 million quarterback versus Andy Dalton, who's 0-11 in, on Thursday night games. He's been like, playing all right. On primetime games. He's been, he has been playing all right. They look better with him. So the Go matchup ahead, to me is going to come down to the trenches, right? It's going to be the Saints defensive line versus the Cardinals offensive line. The Cardinals offensive line is awful. Um, if they can keep Murray in the pocket and they can get uh, pressure on the outside edge and the, and the middle, it's going to be a long day for the Cardinals. So for that reason, I am going to go with the Saints. I don't love the pick, but I'm going to go with the Saints. And also, I had the Saints in the playoffs, so they need this win anyway. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, look, the Cardinals are in the better spot because they're home. Like, it's a short week. They're home. Saints got to travel. They got Andy Dalton at quarterback. I mean, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be hard for them to score points. But, however, Alvin Kamara has really picked it up the last couple of weeks. He's been fantastic. He looks like Alvin Kamara it again. Does. So, if they can get him involved, they can control the clock, you know, and run the football, put some points on the board, and, you know, control the line of scrimmage, they should uh, walk away Thursday night uh, victorious. So, I'm going to go with the Saints on that. I love that explanation. And look at that. Imagine what happens when you get a playmaker like Alvin Kamara the ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Look what happens. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, he's done it for a long time now. So he looks healthy. That is very much like maybe the equalizer in this game with all these injuries. Um, I I don't feel comfortable about this game at all. I, I mean, me neither. Bob. Right now, I think I'm going to have to go to the Cardinals because I expect an offensive boost and quietly their defense has been a lot better the last three weeks ever since they faced the Eagles, believe it or not. And they, they actually game plan Jalen Hurst the best of any team so far. But ever since that outing and maybe the end of the Raiders game, their defense has turned it up. They've been holding teams to low points. So if the offense can just get it together a little bit here, having DeAndre Hopkins back, which to them, we already know what it does for Kyler. I mean, I, I think in, in particular tonight, it's going to make a major difference with no Lattimore. And Hopkins is out to prove something. Hey, I'm clean. Like, I did this the, the right way. And he posted a freaking motivation video. Like, I, I can't remember a time a guy did that after a suspension. But, like, he did it. I, I have a feeling he's motivated. So I got the Cardinals both ways. And I'm taking the under, too. I'll tell you guys the under in a second. But. Do you guys know that the Cardinals lost eight straight home games? Yes. That's a season full. You know right, that, right? That. Yes. That's insane. Do you think... It's pitiful. Something's got to give. It's either Dalton's getting a victory in primetime or the Cardinals that's, are snapping that's, eight games. That's it. Exactly. It's like, yeah, it's like the, this game is like flip a coin. It's like what turd looks better. Ex you know exactly I mean? right. Like, it's two... The one with leggings or the one with the dress. Two teams I mean, with really a ton matter. of talent. <laughs> two teams with a ton of talent that are underachieving. And it is definitely part due to coaching if not most they are underachieving they should not be so i went with the team with the quarterback that's fair nick went with the team with the defense yeah you guys both went with the team with the defense the run game there's a good argument yeah and the thing is to me is like i mean it's well known that i'm not the biggest kyler guy and i've actually like i bagged on him when i can because it's fun but i've i've been giving him some slack because the initial thing for me with the cardinals was Cliff Kingsbury. And while I say Kyler needs to be held accountable because he just got he got paid like a top guy, it's not all him. It's yeah, not. It's, it's not. He does it's, need to play better, and he does need to make plays when they need to be made in the moment. But it's not just about him. See, and I appreciate you saying that because that's an unbiased take right there. The fact of the matter is, if you watch this team, 
as we've been saying here all along, it's it's whenever you put the coaching coaching aside, this team plays better. They play better when it's unstructured. That is a sign that this coaching staff is the problem. And Kyler Murray is not playing well on top of that. But there's been enough moments to point and say, oh, the whole world is stacked against him right now. The least that, you know, that Cliff Kingsbury can do is scheme something a little bit better here. Given the offensive line issues, they're not running the football like last year. Like, right now, the de- like I said, the defense, Vance Joseph's doing a hell of a job. They, I know. They were abysmal to start the season. So, imagine if they could get it together. And, like, yeah, I, I'm a little motivated because I had them making the playoffs, yeah, too. So, um, <laughs> I'll admit that. That's in there a little bit. Well, my uh, set- but, My bold prediction for the playoffs turned into a fucking train wreck yeah. that I don't even want to talk about. I don't want to be remembered Yeah, we for. don't need to go there. I don't want to be remembered for, talked about, nothing. So I'm I'm, uh, I'm good. But the under for this game, guys, um, it should have been. Oh, man. What happened here? Disappeared. It's 43 already. and a half. 43 and a half. Yeah. Okay. The under is 16 and four in the last 20 Thursday night football games. So what do you think I'm doing? I am taking the under. I actually think that's a high under right now for those two teams. They're both struggling on offense and you put the under at at six touchdowns. It feels like like a 24, 16 kind of game, 40 points. They both struggle to get there. And that's like, like, that's a miracle to get to 20 right now. Actually the whole league, it's like if you're not the Chiefs or the Bills, you're lucky to get the twenty or the Eagles. Touchdown by Andy Dalton on a beautiful throw over the middle. Oh my god. Are you serious? To Rashid Shahid. He's on my radar. Rashid Shahid? Yeah. What? (laughs) What? Say that again for me one time? Yeah, Rashid Shahid. Hi, oh my god, what a beautiful baby. What do you want to name him? Rashid. (laughs) Oh my god. Jesus. (laughs) Oh my god. And that is a sign that we need to move on. And yeah, by the way, I agree with you that Kingsbury's on the hot seat. Like, 100%. You know, he said he's open to seating the play calling duties. He should have done that yesterday. Anyway, Philly Phil, you want to give us a little change here while we get into the new slate? Is Andy Dalton him? He ain't him. He's I'm just sorry. playing decent enough to get them by. Yeah, Jameis is done. I'm telling you right now, the Saints are one quarterback away from literally being Super Bowl contenders. That roster is fucking loaded. I wish they would Straight up. Honestly. I told you about Olave, too, before the season. He's a fucking beast. Yeah. The problem Rashid is, Shahid is the one dogging him well, right now. Well, no, the problem is Michael Thomas was supposed to come back healthy, and he's back <laughs> hurting again. So, he doesn't love football. Maybe. I don't know. I can't. I'm not. I'm never going to tell that about somebody. They don't love something because I don't know them. But I, what I'm saying is, I mean, their team is talented. That's the bottom line. It, it, they are. They're good. They're, they're loaded. They're I mean, loaded. I wish they would have went after that position a little more aggressively this offseason. Yeah. Even if it's just trading for a young guy. I, I don't know. Anyway, the theme of the week is injured and suspended players returning so we're going to actually touch on some teams that we don't normally get to talk about here because you know what it's easy to follow the low-hanging fruit the chiefs the bills the teams that are always in these primetime games right but we have some interesting storylines going on with teams that are not usually in the spotlight that we have to cover here today and there are some key injuries so the first one the detroit lions Coming out of the bye, DeAndre Swift might be back. Facing the Cowboys in Dallas. Dallas is favored by seven. 
Dak was cleared to play. All signs are pointing towards Dak starting the football game. Okay. So, how do we feel about this one? Because, I mean, the Lions need this. this the Lions are one and four right now. It doesn't feel like it because they've been scoring a ton. But they they need this desperately. The Cowboys, on the other hand, if you want any shot at the NFC East, you got to win games like this. And Dak, by the way, to have to fend off the Cooper Rush talk yep. next week if he fails. Here's the problem. He's not. This is one of the worst spots for him to return. Because not only are they coming off of a bye week, they got blown out in embarrassing fashion the last time we saw them. Dak Prescott is going to be rusty. It's going to take him a week or two or three to get himself together, football shape, spinning the football, things like that. It's going to take time. This is a bad spot for them. I'm all over the lines this weekend. All over them. I love the game. You got him outright? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, I, I'm like, I'm so torn right now. Yeah, I got him outright. I want to pick them so badly. I really do. I am. I'm going to take the Lions as well. <laughs> and everything he just said is just factual, bro. Like, And that's not even hating and, the Cowboys. And, and that the is thing. an honest Dak, assessment. Dak has to come back from the injury, and he's got to score points because I feel like, you know, the, the game against New England, you could throw it at the window. Which one? Who, for who? The Lions. Oh, yeah. When they got smoked 29-0. They were hurt. The first uh, four games, they have the best offense in the league. I expect them to return to that form after the bye week. I love that point. And the Cowboys coming against, you know, just coming against a uh, def uh, crushing defeat against the Eagles. Whenever you lose to your rival, you feel crushed. You're going to feel crushed. But uh, Detroit gets to rejuvenate itself. And I, I, I see that here. And I believe they, I mean, they're playing in a dome. Detroit's used to that, right? They played in the dome every single home game. True. So I like this spot for Detroit. I think they're going to come hungry. I think they're going to bite kneecaps. I think, <laughs> I think uh, Dan Campbell is going to have them boys ready, and I'm taking Detroit all day long. Give me them both ways. I, I want to join you guys so badly, but you know what? Like, I have to just I have to go with my gut here. You're picking the Cowboys? Yeah, fuck uh, the Cowboys. I mean, look, there's some interesting stats here. I'll tell you, like, Detroit on the road off of a bye right now, 6-3-1 and one straight up in the last, uh, I think it's 20 years. Nine and one against a spread on the road off a bye. So like, that's a pretty favorable stat right there. But on the other hand, Jared Goff has lost eight straight games straight up to teams averaging less than 20 points per game. The really? Cowboys are one of those teams. Just interesting nuggets. But yeah, like, I, I mean, I feel like Dak needs this game so badly. He does. And I do think he's going to be rusty, but I think they're going to pull this one out with defense. And actually, I think that they should be able to run the football in this game. Give me Dallas. Detroit on the spread. So disappointing. I always pick against them, too. I'm, I'm and shocked. now this is two weeks in a row. I am giving this team the benefit of the doubt. I had them on the spread last week, right? Yeah. This is their last chance. <laughs> I will never pick them again I if hope, they fail me here. I hope they let you down. Not, I, not I any, want them to. Not for any other reason. So I can rag on them next week. Exactly. That would be regular. Fam. That would be Dan regular. Dan Campbell told us, what are the 2022 Detroit Lions going to be? It's going to be a team that can and a team that will. And they will. They will on Sunday at 1 o'clock. They are coming to Dallas to spank some booty. They are. 
They're gonna. I'm telling you, bro. I, I love the Lions this week. They're my. I, I really want them to win, man. Yeah. I really do. They won't let you down. So, guys, I have a couple follow-ups here. I got a fax or cap, mm -hmm. and I have to say this, even though we love this man. If Dan Campbell loses, he goes to one and five. All right. Fax or cap. Dan Campbell is on the hot seat if the Lions lose this game. Depends how they lose. I'm going to say cap, but it depends how they lose. If they get Good blown point. out again, that's facts. Good point. I like that. I'm saying cap. I think he has that locker room. I think the biggest Lions, the Lions' biggest weakness is their defense. If they can build that defense through the draft, through free agency in the next year or two, they're going to be very, very good. Yeah. And, and, and look, Jared Goff, yo, call him what you want. He's been playing really good football. Yes, but he I don't think he's their franchise guy. So, you know, I mean, if they can get a, a quarterback, a franchise quarterback, and build that defense, they're going to be very fucking good. Because Amon Rossi, Brown's a beast. They got great wide receivers and Jameson uh, Will, uh, Williams from USC uh, in the draft. He's he's awesome. He's been hurt, but he's been playing He'll great be back football when he, does, when he is healthy. They got DeAndre Swift, who's a um, an RB1. They got TJ Hawkinson, who's a good tight end. They just need to button up that defense, and they will go places. I believe in Dan Campbell. I believe he has that locker room. So for me, I'm going cap. Yeah, I'm going cap. I'm going to just pretty much echo those sentiments. I'm also going to say one thing about the Lions that no one knows. Their offensive line is literally, it has been one of the best in the league for uh, a few years, and we just don't get to talk about it because the team has been losing games. Yeah. Period. But they are a phenomenal unit. There's a reason why Jared Goff can sit back in the pocket and deliver right now. I mean, we know about this guy. When he's got the surroundings, he, he can play a little bit. Yeah. So right now, if he's playing a little bit, it indicates the surroundings are pretty damn good. Sure. I mean, The defense just sucks. He took the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's having a, a very good statistical year. I like Dan Campbell, too, though. I, I'm saying cap. And... You know, well, I, mean, look, I, I think they fight every game. It's just that I the defense is really working against them right now. Exactly. exactly. It, it's unfortunate. But anyway. I mean, if their defense was just middle of the pack, they would be three and two. Probably four and one, to be honest. Like, they're, they're, they're talented. They, they, they were in the Eagles game. They were in, they would the, be in the division. In the Seahawks game. They look, were, that, that's two games right there. They were in those games. Dan Campbell has that locker room. I don't yeah. think he's ever lost it. I think they, they I genuinely believe in it. If you watched Hard Knocks, you yeah. would see that his team really rouse around. They rally around him. They believe in his message. He's a psycho. When you believe in the coach's message and you can get on board, you're going to play for him. And that's what they do. Unfortunately, they haven't been successful, but that time is coming for this team. I, I'm very I confident in that. They just need to learn how to win. It takes time to build culture. They exactly. gotta learn how to win exactly games. Exactly right. Like they're in every game, but they gotta now win the game. It takes time to build a culture. Yeah. It does. And he's building the culture. It does. Yeah. Yeah. No worries about Dan Campbell from PNI. One last thing though. This is going back to the Cowboys side because we're worried about chemistry. There's been players talking about how they were rallying behind Cooper Rush. There's been media members saying, you know, Steve Young, for example quarterback guru who i happen to respect a ton love steve young steve young is like a few weeks back you know Dak can take notes from cooper rush there's been some people out there saying some oh, things he's smoking wet now i don't know but yeah, i love steve there, he's you one know, of my favorite players growing up i loved him he 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 knows the game bro yeah uh, look he, there is there's every like there is pieces of everybody's game that you want to take from them like, you're learning. Dak is still learning, and he's still evolving. He's still a young quarterback. 
So if Cooper Rush is doing one thing that Dak is lacking, he can take away from something. What is that? Get the water? I'm not no, saying, probably taking I'm not plays that are just there. And Dak right. is probably pressing. I'm not talking about talent-wise. Talent-wise is out of the water. Dak blows him out of the water. Yeah. But what I'm saying is maybe like the way that he 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 carries himself uh, in the huddle, or just takes the you know the dump off instead of forcing throws. Like there are some things in his game that he probably could take away from him. Like Steve Young is not going to go out on a limb and say something crazy and put his reputation on line for Cooper Rush. Yeah, so exactly. he, he knows what he's talking about when it comes to that. So I'm not going to give him any any flack on that. Yeah, there's there's some sort of takeaway from it. Sure, you know, so. It's not a slight. And that's the thing. It's like people are taking it as a slight. It's not a slight, man. Like there are some things in, in your professional life that you want to take from another coworker, but you might be a better a, a better uh, overall worker for the for the company, right? Like, but there's some 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 traits that you see in your coworker that you want to implement in your in, in your ability to make you a better coworker. You know what I mean? Like, there's always ways to to grow. I don't and, know. My and, office is pretty shot out. I, I, I get it, but I'm trying, I'm just trying to. <laughs> give an example you i got know you I mean? yeah, like yeah. i'm trying to like articulate it in that way so people understand well said well said but that's the, but that's that's how i feel about it I, I think people are taking it as a slight and i don't think it has to go there yeah yeah so the question is this guys if dak loses this game and plays poorly because remember this is a tough injury like russell wilson had this last year and he had two of the worst games of his career because he came back too soon and it took him a while to get going before having a, a pretty decent end of the season Dak is in the same spot here. So if he plays poorly and loses this game in the middle of a playoff run that they're trying to make, do you think there's a quarterback controversy? Now, you know, it, it could be, you know, determined from the outside too. I know this table probably feels strongly about Dak, but I'm just saying, do you think there's going to be an actual quarterback controversy? There will be one. A full-blown one. There will be one within the media. But I don't think that they'll actually there will actually be one on the field. Like, what about the players and the chemistry? You you think the players will feel a certain way? I don't actually, because I think that Dak is the guy in the locker room. The only thing that's that's worrying me with him is he's going to press. It's just it's it's natural emotion. He's going to press. Like I said, like the meltdown from Cooper Rush was perfect for them. The issue is is that I feel like now Dak is coming back with expectations that are so high that no matter what he does, unless he goes 30 for 30 with five touchdowns and no interceptions for 400 yards, the media is going to eat him alive and find certain things. Like if he comes out and he has a pick in that first half and they have six oh, or points or three points. I wouldn't want to be on Twitter. It's going to be all over <laughs> on Twitter, and that's exactly what I'm saying. So it's going to be a strange dynamic next week. Because I And like I said, I, I feel deeply in my heart they're losing that game. I really, Man, I hope so. I really believe they're losing that game. I hope so. I think they'll go out on a limb to try and, and make him comfortable in this game. I feel like but that's just like I know you would early. you would assume, right? They're but, four and two, right? Yeah. I here's the I think they're good, but I think they're being over they're being overhyped. They're being overrated a little. They're bit. overachieving. And honestly, and Skip Bayless said this, and he's right on this. They're talking about them getting Dak back like they're getting back Patrick Mahomes. And that's the problem is that they're putting the expectations on him like he's a top three quarterback. I believe he's a top 10 quarterback, but I don't believe he's a top three. And those expectations need to be altered, especially coming off of a hand injury on your throwing hand. It's not going to be altered because he got paid. Correct. When you make right. 200 and something million dollars, 
the pressure is always going to be on you because you're going to have a microscope. Everybody Tyler knows Murray. how much you're making. So now, Russell every Wilson. Wilson, anytime you show cracks Walking in your me. armor, people are going to critique that. Luckily for Dak, he plays the Lions and then he plays the Bears the next two weeks. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing. He better beat the Lions because their next two games after after uh, Chicago, they play Green Bay and they play Minnesota and then they play Great the Giants point. and then they play the Colts. So that's four pretty pretty decently hard games. They are hard games. They have to win these next two games to avoid a controversy because you know the media is going to blow them up if they lose to the Lions. They beat Chicago, lose to Green Bay, and lose to uh, to, the, to Minnesota because then they'll be floating around 500. That is not going to fly with a Cowboys team. Cowboys get a lot of press, so they're they're always going to be in the media, right? So if they start to lose games and after Cooper Rush's success in you know in the first five weeks, even though he went four and one, that is going to come back around full circle, and that that is going to dictate a lot of the Cowboys season right there. How do the players respond around him? How do they take the criticism? How do they respond, uh, uh, you know, around Dak? Do they rally around him? Do they believe in Cooper Rush? Do they think that he should he should be the manager of the game because their defense is very good? Like Dak needs to avoid mistakes because Cooper Rush didn't make many except for the Eagles yeah, game. Yeah, right. That is the biggest thing That's with them. If, true. He can, if he can control the ball and not have any turnovers, let your defense be your defense and score points without any turnovers and bonehead plays, they'll be okay. But it's it's there. He's under a microscope regardless. Great point, Nick. Great point. And look, I mean, Dallas gets so much attention that, hey, if he plays poorly, he could get Russell Wilson treatment. Because right now, Absolutely. that guy is the walking meme of the league. Oh, an and Dallas target. is under the microscope more than anybody. Agreed. So if, if he goes out there and plays like that, he might Facts. be the next walking meme right now. That's that's not a seat you want to be in. No. So especially not being a meme with Cooper Rush. Yeah. That would be brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. That would be even worse, I think. Now, unfortunately, I have to let you guys know that Philly Phil's got to fix the camera that we were talking about. And we're going to pause right now. An actual pause. Legitimately. Ah, yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Take your time, Phil. <laughs> Why don't we get a game update, guys? What's going on in the game? It is seven to three uh, Saints right now on top of the Cardinals. Uh, missionary style. Um, and what else is going on here? Anything interesting going on? I mean, I don't know why the score's not popping up for me. Yeah, me either. On uh, I'm on ESPN. Yeah, is there something wrong with their with their site right now? They must be using our camera. I, I thought that was just me. Has it been like that? No, for, I it's can't been like that for either. me for the last half hour. Yeah, where is it? What the score? The yeah, game's not, not appearing even, on not, ESPN. It's not on ESPN. It's on Amazon Prime. I'm gonna go NFL. No, the, on the their website. Though. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, it's weird. Gamecast. I mean, you have it up. So why don't you share what your your experience? Whoa. Is going on. <laughs> Oh, well, it's 730. <laughs> I set myself up for that one. Andy Dalton looks sharp. I can't believe it. I, like, I actually can't believe I'm saying that. He's been a pretty decent quarterback he his has. whole career. I mean, yeah, he he's had some Cincinnati. bumps the last few seasons. But, I mean, look, you know, that's what you're going to get. Are we ready, Phil? Oh, yeah, it's all right, Phil. Um, let me see. I, I think the game stats will finally show up now. Uh, We'll see. Nope. Well, Andy, not working out. The sticks and seeds kind of do. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it'll, it'll hit you for a little bit, but then you're coming back down to earth. And then it'll know? give you a headache. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I think we're all good now. All, all right. Shit. We back. We back. We back. Right. We back. What do we got next? 
So, moving on to the next battle on Monday. Oh, Sunday Night Football. Excuse me. Philly Phil's already got the song on, too. It's perfect. Steelers at Dolphins. Dolphins minus seven. Okay. Yep, I believe it stayed the same. Yes, it's still seven. Okay. Guys, there's a chance Mac Jones returns. He's practicing limited right now. They haven't made a commitment to either quarterback yet. So that's where we got to start with the New England Patriots who suddenly look pretty formidable mm. with Bailey Zapp, Zappy or whatever. It's yeah. Zappy, right? Zapp, Zappy. Yeah. So Bailey Zappy <laughs> is starting for the Patriots and performing well right now. Who should start? And yes, this is, this is a question right now. Do they disrupt the chemistry? Or do they pull a, hey, Belichick goes with the, you know, Tom Brady storyline, the, the kid, late draft pick, getting hot, playing a good, clean style of football. I already know what he's, he's not Tom Brady, but I mean, I'm just saying, I'm, hey, I'm Tom Brady ahead. wasn't Tom Brady back then either. They need to start. You know? They need to start Bailey's at <laughs> And it's real shit. I don't care. They do. Their offense looks better. I think the problem is with Mac Jones, I think he got full of himself. I really do. And he started trying to air Look it out. Theories. He started <laughs> trying it. to air it out. And he's not an air it out quarterback. He's not that guy. Billy Zapp was playing within the <laughs> offense. They scored 30 points, two games in a row. So I'm rolling with Billy Zappy. That's the thumbnail. <laughs> I can't Nick believe it. looks like he's in despair. Bro, they gave up 15 points in the last two weeks. Yep. Billy Zapp, he's played well. They also scored 30. Yeah, that's that's great. But they also scored 24 against Green Bay, too. Green Bay, it has a bottom five defense. Green Bay, they, but they played in Lambeau. That's yeah, Green Bay blows, though. You're missing the point. The, the reason why, the reason why, this, this is the reason why Max should start. Let me hear it. Because the, the Patriots invested a first round pick, a 15 overall draft pick uh -huh. into Mac Jones. That is their guy. Yep. Like they need to see if he is that guy. The only way to see if he is that guy is to face controversy like this, to have somebody on his back looking over his shoulder and playing. They need to see what he is capable of with somebody behind his back. Pause. Let me tell you what the flip side of that is. But that's but a young quarterback needs that pressure because now you're you are the microscope is on you to perform because you know Bill Belichick has a history of pulling quarterbacks and switching them out. Okay. So he needs to this is a wake up call for Mac Jones. So I would play him to see what they have in him for now. Okay. They're three and three. Their season's not lost. Even if they lost this game, which they're not going to, they play they're playing the Chicago Bears. They're playing the fucking worst team in the league in the Chicago Bears, one of the worst teams in the league. Uh -huh. And I believe this could be a game where it could build Max confidence in terms of getting him back on, on track. Here's my here's the flip side of that though. You risk his value will never be higher than it is right now. If he now they invested a fifteenth Mac Jones. They invested a fifteenth uh I'm sorry, a first round pick on him with the fifteenth sure. pick. The issue is if he comes in and he has three bad games, his and they put Bailey Zappi in, you're, he's done. But the talent difference between Bailey Zapp and Mac Jones is not all that big because Mac Jones, Mac Jones is never going to be a superstar. I don't. I, at least here's the thing. I don't see that. So that's just my personal opinion. Mac Jones was drafted with a very high floor and a low ceiling, not the other way around. You got to understand too. Not many teams have film on Bailey Zapp. They don't know his strengths. They don't know his weaknesses. So they're going in blind playing against him. So he's able to thrive based on that. 
True. You know what I mean? That's like, a that, fair point. That definitely helps people. So, I agree. I'll give you that. So, that's a like, good point. That's why I would roll with Mac to see what you have in Mac Jones. Mid. If he's not the guy, you can move on because you know you have Zap and Zappy in the background. You know you have that. Well, you got to give him a chance. He's your number. He's your first round pick. You got to give him a chance. Well, and he took you to the playoffs he last year as playoffs. a rookie. Correct. When it was very much unexpected. But exactly. the other the other thing is this is, I mean. I think what the Patriots learned was what style of play they need to play. And perhaps they kind of went away with it because the talk all offseason was, oh my God, Mac looks like he's breaking out. He's running the offense very well. They're going to pass the football more. That worked out And great. I think what we learned here was the Patriots need to change their style with Mac in the game. They I'll need to get back to being that team. That can run the football the way they are right now, or Mondre Stevenson, who looks phenomenal. Like he looks like a surefire lead back in this league. And he's shown signs of it, but he they should commit to him, get the run game going, and Mac Jones will be fine. I think he can run the same style of offense, be a solid game manager who has an above average arm. And Tyquan Thornton kind of broke out in a big way. Yeah. Mac has the arm to get him the ball downfield. I, I just think it's it's more of a philosophy shift from the team. They learned they had to just do it differently, and they proved that they they could be a winning football team with the formula they used with Bailey Zappi. But do you want to know, do you want to know why I disagree on that? Honestly, because I think that that formula was there. But Mac Jones is trying to play outside of himself because I think he's ahead of himself. You got to do that could grit. be it a little bit. You see him gritty in and then doing all this bullshit. I think Mac Jones got full of himself. It's now, possible. I genuinely believe that. I think he's just having fun when he's gritty in. But look, look, this is why the Patriots are successful, and this is why they've been successful the last couple of weeks. They play old Patriot style football. You know what they do? They play outstanding defense. They don't give up a lot of big plays. They, they, they're they a bend, don't break defense in the red zone. They gave up 15 points in the last two weeks. So they're playing good defense. They're running the football extremely effective and they're moving the chains on short passes. They're not doing too much. They are doing what's necessary to put points on the board methodically. That is the Patriots' model of success, and they've done that earlier in Tom Brady's career, and that has allowed them to win Super Bowls. Their defense was awesome. They ran the football with Corey Dillon, and they made and they made the necessary plays in the slot to Troy Brown, Deion Branch. They just moved the chains methodically. This is what they are doing now, and that is why they are being successful, regardless of the quarterback play. Do you think Mac is on a short leash? I think. Maybe, maybe. I mean, look. Hypothetically, he comes out. Well, you and know, he's an egg to the Bears. I'll tell you why. Yes, because Bill Belichick has a history of benching a hundred million dollar quarterback yep. that he just signed mm -hmm. for a backup six round draft pick, 199th overall, who became the greatest of all time. Absolutely, so he is capable of benching anybody. Yes. So I will say yes. Is it fair? Yes, because they can win. Their That's defense yeah. is good enough to win football games. So Mac Jones, he should get the chance, though. He should get the yeah, chance. Yeah, the AFC is a should. little bit more wide open than yes. we thought it would be. Correct. With teams struggling out of the gate. Um, good question, by the way. I, I had to think about that. So yeah. on the flip side, guys, the Chicago Bears, the only interesting thing going on is if you have their running backs in fantasy. Here is a keynote that came out this week. Coach Matt Eberflus says that they will go with a hot hand approach at running back.
meaning it'll be between Montgomery and Khalil Herbert. Herbert's better. But so what would you do? And actually, if you don't mind, I want to kind of answer that one first. Go ahead, freak. Because I think that this is his way of saying without, you know, blowing things out of proportion that they want to get Khalil Herbert the ball more. That's all it is. Do you agree with me there? Absolutely. I, I think that's all that's going on here is they see a guy that fits the scheme better. Montgomery's a free agent next year. I actually wouldn't be surprised if he's traded this week. I think they should trade David Montgomery, and there are places for him. There are places for him in the league right now. You know who David Montgomery reminds me of? Who? A similar older Bears running back at the end of his career, Matt Forte. At the end? Matt Forte is fucking crazy. Yeah, That's what he mean, reminds Forte me. was better, though. He, Forte no, no, was I'm a lot better. He reminds better. me that he's in that stage of his career where he just is a bruiser, where he gets 10 runs a game, but the guy behind him is the real deal. Who was behind him? It was, uh, I can't think of that guy's name. Um, it wasn't Cohen. It was, um, oh my God. Yeah, I that's can't gonna, remember. That's going to kill me. Um, but that's that's what I remember. Yeah, I mean, Montgomery's been nothing but like a plotter in his career. Like, he, he you know, if you, give him, if you give him the ball enough times, he'll tire out yeah. a little bit. And he has an occasional good run because he's got decent vision. But he, there's nothing special about him. But there is a place for him somewhere in this league. Like, he could go... Um, be a bruiser somewhere. I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of a team off the top of my head where he could actually start. I maybe the maybe the Dolphins right now. Maybe. Maybe. I, I mean, I would I start. I would actually dream. start Mostert, but still, right, dream, like, baby. he could go. Yeah, he could go in tandem with him. Excuse me. True. So, because you know he can't he can't shoulder that kind of a load. Whoa. Yeah. You actually you agree? Yeah. Excuse me. You agree though about uh, the situation? I would Nick. go with Khalil Herbert. I would go with Khalil Herbert. I go with Herbert. I, I, I've always thought that Khalil Herbert was the better running back. Yeah, uh, he's more explosive. He finds the holes. He hits them hard. Um, <laughs> word? Word? What do you want me to say? <laughs> Who do you, I'm, I'm talking. There's I, only I, one I, way I to say just, it. I was curious if you were describing yourself <laughs> or Khalil Herbert. See, that stuff. <laughs> See, that stuff just doesn't. It, it can't go by unnoticed at this table. Well, look, he's just be, he's better. He's been better. He's just like. He, like you don't even have to watch the games. If you leave a look at the fantasy points, I mean, it's yeah. like it's like out of this world. Khalil Herbert produces, and even when you do watch him, like he just jumps out. Yeah, like, he's got some straight line speed when he he's gets got going. Speed, yes. And Dave Montgomery does need, not. They need speed, and yeah, Montgomery is just like a slug, but he he'll, he'll get you. He'll get you the tough yards. But everybody, every team needs that. Yeah. Every team needs a running back to get you tough yards. I mean, look at look, look at the Buccaneers. They are literally struggling to move the ball on third and one and fourth and one. Like, you need a, a running back to do that. And then, like, prime example is when the Eagles won the Super Bowl and they had LeGarrette Blunt. They had that guy that yep. come in there and he's going to crush your defense after a long day. Like, it, nobody wants to tackle a guy that has t that's 250 pounds full of muscle coming full speed at, like, coming full speed at your head late in the game. They're not going to want to like face Derrick that. Henry. They're yeah, not going to want to, dude. Like, exactly right. Here's like, some teams right here. It's, it's like, Chiefs. Chiefs. The Bills, even like these are guys that can use a one B. He's a one B, if not a two. Although Chiefs, I would, I would Bills, argue that Eagles, Singletary would be like yeah, like the one A equivalent to it. Yeah, Singletary's a one A there. It would work. Yeah, but yeah. So we'll see if he gets moved. Now we have to pick the game. All right, I have one betting trend for you. Something's got to give. All right, quarterbacks with no wins straight up in night games. In the last 20 years, there's only two of them. Daniel Jones, 0-9, and, 
Justin Fields 0-5 straight up in night game so far. The other stat, Bill Belichick and the Patriots have lost two straight home games at night. So something's got to give. Give me the Patriots both ways. Uh, I'm echoing the same thing. You got Bill Belichick against the rookie head coach and Justin Fields. You should eat them up. Yeah, yeah it's a bad spot um, for him. <laughs> this is going to be the game where Bears fans are going to finally question Justin Fields, <laughs> if they haven't already. He is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He's playing against Bill Belichick, who is going to absolutely destroy him. Bill Belichick is going to have a field day against Justin Fields. He is in deep trouble. No pun intended. I'm not even <laughs> He's going to have a Fields day. And now that the Bears are on a national spotlight on Monday Night Football, I think you're really going to see a lot of Bears fans and the media in general just took really question Justin Fields. Bro, he's been terrible. Like, yeah, I, he's, he's not Regardless of the team around him, he has not performed at any good level. He has been absolutely terrible. Yeah, you, fair or not, it's just a fact. When I watch the game, he can't complete passes. He throws a guy who's wide open in the end zone over yards. his fucking head. He threw it in the stands, cuz. I only... mean, if you are a first-round talent, you got to make that throw, period, end of story. Yes, you do. If Bailey Zapp can perform like that, Justin Fields, who's a first-round pick, should be able to perform a little bit better. And he has not shown that. And now they're on the national spotlight. I am taking New England. I'm not even going to guess it. I want them yeah. both ways. The only thing oh, that they oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh my god. The only thing that I'll say is they did him a disservice by not getting an offensive head coach in there. And 100%. also, if you didn't believe in the guy, you should have traded him in the offseason while he had value. That's all I'm going to say. You kind of just tanked your own franchise. Yep. I guess that's what they like doing. I don't know. That's how I feel about Anyway, it. moving on. All right, two more spotlight games. Then we're going to speed up and go through the rest of the picks. First... The Seattle Seahawks at the LA Chargers. There it is. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, something happened here. Um, and the spread did it change. It is Chargers minus five. It moved the Seahawks direction. Oh, really? Yeah, that that's a, a whole point? point in a day. Wow. So Chargers by five at home. And here are the storylines. You're not going to believe this. The Seattle Seahawks are tied in first place in the NFC West. Do they have a chance in this game with Geno him Smith? <laughs> I don't believe so. Um, I like the Chargers. I think they're going to begin to hit their stride. Justin Herbert, you know, is getting better every week. Um, I don't think the Seahawks are for real. I think it's just a division that's kind of mediocre right now. One thing I will say is that they have played okay it's not like they're they're winning on flukes they are actually legitimately winning games if their defense Seattle, was decent yeah. yeah they might be five and one yeah their defense so sucks i just their best game was in week one obviously high emotions in that game yeah well their defense yeah that was their best game and it's gone major downhills actually i think their best game was actually last week against the cardinals they get only oh yeah that was points. a that's a that's a fair one too yeah they're getting gashed though <laughs> true pretty much most of the time i got the chargers both ways bless you theories you, you want to go next yeah I, i'll go next i i like i like seattle 
with the points, but I like the Chargers to win the football game. I think Seattle's one of those teams where they're going to play you tough, right? Like Geno Smith is able to get out of the pocket. He's going to need to, especially with Khalil Mack coming off the edge. I think that's when he plays his best. And I've seen some sh I've seen some throws from Geno Smith when he escapes the pocket and he throws on the run. He's been extremely accurate and like to the point where I'm like, who the fuck is this quarterback? Is this Geno Smith? Late, late career bloomer. It's, it's, it's amazing to watch. It's unbelievable. I'm, I'm honestly rooting for the guy. I, I really am. He and is I, easy to root so, for right now. Me I think, too. I, I mean, look, they're playing. They're playing. They're playing with confidence. They're playing together as a team. I mean, their record could be a little bit better. I think they 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 blew that Saints game. Um, and you know, I, I mean, they're really their only bad game was against the Niners. And the, the Niners. They're right in it. They're they right really in the thick are. of it. They really are. And I mean, look, they lost to the Falcons, but that's not really a bad thing. I mean, the Falcons are what three and three. Yeah, like, they're, they're good too. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're gonna play hard. But like I, I like the Seahawks to be competitive in this game. Um, I, they don't have to travel much, which is also a plus for them. And you know, I'm I'm getting Geno Smith and five points against the Chargers, who look like a roller coaster this year. They haven't looked like the power of offense that everybody expected. They have inconsistent so uh, far. And I know Keenan Allen might come back, but can you know can that disrupt the rhythm a little bit in between their offense? Who knows? But I just think that the, the Chargers are struggling right now. Um, and I, I just think uh, I like the way the Seahawks are playing. So give me the Chargers uh, money line, but I'll take Seattle with the points. Nick, you'll like this stat then. Geno Smith, in his last 10 games as an underdog, he's covered eight of the 10 times. Ooh, that's a great stat. And then... It's on my side. Facing a team coming off short rest twice in his career, he's 2-0 and <laughs> against the spread. And also, just the Chargers have been letting teams hang around in games this year. That, that is their thing. Slightly Although I will, I will say you know to mike's point this could be the game that the chargers get back on track offensively this could be the game but then again though the chihawks uh the chihawks yeah chihawks yeah i don't know what what kind of sour i had um my shit <laughs> anyway the seahawks know how to run the football and they tend to keep offenses off the field when they do so i am the same as nick i have the chargers i have the seahawks on the spread and I got a couple questions here, and th these could be quick answers, really. Facts or cap? Geno Smith is for real. Cap. <laughs> God, come on. Cap with a caution. Cap with an asterisk. Yeah, there you go. Pete Carroll has an underrated offensive system. <sighs> I mean, maybe. That's I mean, it's extremely on. quarterback friendly. I will say that because literally it is it is so run heavy. You're not going to tell me Geno Smith that's been on 31 other teams all of a sudden got to Seattle in his mid-30s and figured this out. Why not? Well, also, look at look at the situations he's been in. That did it. He sat behind some good quarterbacks and probably learned a thing or two. And he had he always had skill. The problem he was did. is he was very raw coming out of college. I think the hopes were a little too high. And I think that there is a chance we might have a late bloomer. Okay, to this so magnitude? I'm going to say, like, with reasonable caution, I'm going to say facts because I Shit. see I see a guy right now that is accurate, making throws on the run, not making mistakes for the most part. I mean, he took a couple of bad sacks last week, but I, I can't even believe what I'm seeing. I can't believe what I'm seeing, but this has happened before. This has happened before in the history of this league. And... I have no reason to say otherwise right now. He has not proven me otherwise. Even last week in a game where he was 
not necessarily doing as much as a passer. If somebody, he still looked like he had control. If somebody would have told you before the season started, through six weeks, Geno Smith would look better than Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Russell Wilson, you would have told them that he was eating at too much acid. <laughs> yeah, I'd be asking you if we were in the afterlife or something. Seriously. Because they're, they're literally... It's inconceivable, but that is the truth. That is the honest God truth. Like he's he's been playing like a top five quarterback. Legitimately. There's actually few quarterbacks who've been playing better. So you mentioned some big names there, and I can't argue it. It's not even just Russell Wilson anymore. It is literally he has a three seven, quarters of the league. He has a 73% completion percentage, 1,502 yards, nine touchdowns, two interceptions, and 108 rating. If he keeps up this rate, he will be in the MVP conversation. Okay, so but I'll let Nick answer this I, before we get too too mushy here. Because I, I say it with reasonable caution. Remember that. I said cat. Well, let me ask you guys a question. What define for real for me before I give my answer? That is to your interpretation, I guess. I I, I left it kind of open ended. Now you understand my asterisk. I left it open ended for a reason because <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm being I'm being I, clear. I want to see. Answer. Because is I don't he want to a come good? Off as stupid. I mean, look. <laughs> yeah, for real, to me, is is he a good starting quarterback right now? And he is. This team is in first place right now. What? The Seahawks were by far the worst team going into the season. Who would have thought that the by far? <laughs> we're talking about a lopsided trade. The lopsided trade was the Broncos' end. Well, they I mean, they have an opportunity that that trade. to grow the roster, too. So, like, if Geno is that's the answer, my, that's my point. They don't have to dip into quarterback next year. He's not that old yet. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's 29. He's 32. 32? Man, I'm 31. I got, I got, you know, I got some athletic ability still. Is, is, is <laughs> I'll be he, not asked to do it as much. So uh, that's I, what I'm trying to say. He's I still, perform. you know, how, he could get four how years I'm out of him. To take this question for real, is he a formidable quarterback? Yes. There you is go. he a franchise Facts. quarterback? No. Yeah, well, I, I did not mean it by franchise. I'll is, say that right away. Uh, I, 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 all right. Well, let, let me let me backtrack here. Is he the starter for next year for Seattle? I'm going to say no. Because they need to figure out what they need to do for the future. If, if, if Gino is your guy, then go all in by any means. But and, and he's playing really well. He's a formidable quarterback. He can. I think he would be the best backup in the league. But is he a starter? long term like beyond after this year i'm gonna say no yeah i don't know I if have, i'm ready to go look, there yet either look, by I the have, way i have every reason where i am wrong in that assessment to say he's not based on how he's played this year but i, I i'm looking at the history man like this guy could have just caught fire and you know watch six weeks down the line he's he's oh and six in the last six weeks and then we're having a different conversation about who seattle should take next year at quarterback so it, it's still early in the season it's october i want to see geno smith perform like this in december and then we can Agreed. have a different conversation yeah i'm not ready to go into next year either by the way I, i'm I, saying I i'm saying right now, now but next year though it, it is interesting because the one thing that i pointed out about seattle in this offseason is they look like a team that did not want to rebuild they traded their franchise quarterback, but nothing else that they've done we the confused. entire offseason indicated that they were rebuilding. They looked like they were retooling, which is weird. And they wound up keeping DK and Tyler Lockett and pretty much everything else. The, so that's, like, interesting. The worst thing Seattle has ever did in the last uh, couple of years, two years, was trading for Jamal Adams. Yeah, that horrible trade. That was the trade. honest they got. 
The Jets, shout out to the Jets because they completely put their ski mask on and they robbed the fuck out of this. Yeah, look at how it's turned out for the Jets. They got They've two, been nailing all those picks, they too. They got two first-round picks, and they got a third-round pick for Jamal Adams, and he has been nothing but hurt, and he's been a disappointment. For so, a safety. It's a shame, yep. So Unbelievable. They, I know. I just It's just crazy to me. But that th that's where they went wrong because you could use those first-round picks to build your defense, to fill your offense, build an offensive line, get a quarterback, do all those things, but you, you got rid of your capital for a fucking safety. Yeah, so it's, it's unbelievable. just crazy. It doesn't make any <laughs> it's sense. It's unbelievable. Bro. It's insane. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, come on. Agreed with you there, Nick. Moving on, Philly Phil, last main slate game before we get moving on all of the other picks. And this one actually has some life to it now. The AFC South is alive again, all right? The narrative has totally, totally turned around in the last couple weeks. We got the Colts at the Titans. The Titans have had their number. The Titans are favored by two and a half. It's a low over under of 42 and a half, okay? So these two teams are actually battling it out at the top right now. Uh, the Colts have the tie. So, you know, and the Titans were on a bye last week. Jonathan Taylor might be back. All right, that's one thing. And then the, the Titans coming off of rest. So I need to hear your take on this, guys. And I also will ask some follow-up questions after that. I'll be short and brief. I love the Tennessee Titans this week. Give me them both ways. Coming off a bye. I think the Colts are horrible. I think they haven't really found their identity. Um, Jonathan Taylor has been battling injury all year. Who knows how healthy he is. Uh, I just like the Titans. They're playing good football, coming off a bye. I love them at home. I am taking them all day, and I am back on the Titan up, bro. This team is fucking good, yo. They are very scary. They're one of those teams where they can run the football in, in, in late December. They're going to be a problem. Yeah, you know I'm what, Nick? They started to show some life offensively yeah. last game. Yeah. You know what? And, you know, go what? ahead, Mike. Because they're starting to get Derrick Henry involved in the pass game. They're putting the ball in their best player's hands. Well, bro, Imagine that. Bro, that's what every team should be doing. You got you pay the guy all this money, and you don't give him the rock, and then you lose. And you wonder why you're losing and you're struggling. You got to give the ball to your best player. It's not a secret. I don't care if the defense knows I'm going to give it to Derrick Henry. I'm going to do it anyway because he is that guy. He is our he's our engine. And you can't he stop. He is our guy. We pay him all this money. He is our guy to get us to the promised land. So I don't care if you know that I'm going to run the football. I'm going to do it anyway it. because I had Derrick fucking Henry. He's a beast, bro. I'm taking the Titans both ways. I think the Titans are back. Uh, their record is a little bit misleading. They look, it's hard to say that because the Giants are five and one, but they, they blew that game. That was they missed a field goal. The Giants didn't win that game. They lost that game. That actually changed the Giants entire season, because if they lose that game, I'm not so sure they're the same team right now. That, game, that was their we believe moment. Yeah, but, exactly right. Look, you beat happened. a 13 win team in your first game. Yeah, shit happens. The Titans are back on track. I, I think that they're back on track. I have the Titans as well, and I have them both ways. Um, and there are some interesting stats here, but I'll save them for a minute. I actually want to ask you guys, does Jonathan Taylor fix this Colts offense that's been extremely inconsistent? Nah, Matt's Extremely. Washed. Matt's washed. He's washed yeah, up. He don't, he don't look so good. He's old. He's washed up. He's over the hill. He's over the hill. He's old. He's weak. He's soft. 
They yeah, just fat. He hasn't looked good at all, man. I'm I'm way off the Colts, dude. I gotta be honest with you, man. Like I mean, I need Matt Ryan slander. Dude gets so many passes. I'm so sick and tired of it because if this was Carson Wentz, he would be getting ripped apart. It's it's. I, I said this True. on other podcast, dude. Like. When we talk about Matt Ryan, we don't even call him a choker. Like, he doesn't have that label. He has the veteran good presence label. Motherfucker choker 28 to 3 in the Super Bowl. Yeah, he should have that label on him throughout his record. If that career. was Aaron Rodgers, if oh, that yeah. was a Kyler Murray, if that was a Mahomes. But this is why, because Matt, a Matt Ryan name does not sell. Aaron Rodgers sells. Tom Brady sells. Kyler Murray sells. Those players sell. They sell to the media. The media is all about headlines. How can I grab the attention of, of, of the outside public? Matt Ryan's not going to grab the public. He's just not that polar, like, like he's not a pulverizing figure like the other quarterbacks I just mentioned. That's exactly why he doesn't get the slander. Fair or unfair, but that is the actual reason. I agree. Why. You're right. You're right. 100%. Totally, it's totally right. Um, Good for him. Yeah, I would just chill in the chill in the background and collect my check. Yep. <laughs> Interestingly enough, guys, the Colts have won three straight games straight up as underdogs, including two with Matt Ryan. Mm. But there's always a but here. Listen to these records: Rabel and Tannehill versus the Colts, five and one straight up and against the spread, all against Frank Reich. I mean, if that doesn't scream dominance, yeah. I don't know what does. And by the way. That same duo is 14 and three against the AFC South since joining forces. Mike oh, and wait, it gets better. After a bye week in the regular season, these two are 4-0 together, straight up and against the spread. That is just dominance. And also, it just screams like they're very well coached too. Vrabel very well coached. Him. I know, but I gotta be honest. He is a really good coach. I gotta be honest with you guys, man. Like when we look at the line at two and a half, What's your thoughts? Just like a quick thought. Is it scary? Does it, is it, is it shady? Is it like, what is uh, it? It's a little bit shady because you know what it is. As soon as I saw it, I was all over the Titans. The only issue is, is that the Colts have impressive wins. The Colts, the Jags. Not that the Jags are good. It was the way that they won. Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again. The Colts have impressive wins. Yeah, you said the Colts again. The Chiefs. They beat, they beat yeah, you meant the Chiefs. <laughs> I, I knew what you meant. They beat, they beat the Chiefs. Yeah, they do that often, too. Yeah, yeah. They'd be undefeated. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Jags. And not that the Jags are anything special. It was the fashion that they won. Because they came back. Because the Jags were manhandling them. The Jags should have won that game. Um, Agreed. I actually had something. Oh, yeah. The Titans actually opened at, at three. So it moved the Colts' direction. That was... The only takeaway that I was going to say, but I I don't think it changes Three much for me. Three normal line, yeah. Because I still think that the Titans are, like I said, their record, they're off their record. Their record's misleading. The Titans are a good team. I agree. I don't know, man. The two and a half really scares me because I just think the Titans are a better football team, and they're coming Absolutely. off a bye. So it's like I'm looking at this, and I'm like, you're telling me the Titans are home, coming off a bye, playing against the Colts, who are just middies as hell, and they're they're only two and a half point favorites. I don't know that the line's shady with me, but I, I just think the Tennessee Titans are a better football team. So for myself, I'm not going to overthink it, even though I probably should. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Andy Dalton just threw a touchdown Him. to Taysom Hill. Him. And they are now going to be up 14-6. Wow. All right. Wow. Still a lot to go in, the, in this second quarter. But Family. If, if, if Andy Dalton's having a good game. 
if Clay Kingsbury gets blown the fuck out on Thursday night football, he might get canned before hard knocks. <laughs> Find me on TikTok shortly after the game for my immediate reaction. Dogging somebody. Yeah. Here's the thing. Oh, yeah. He got a contract extension in the offseason. You don't do that. You should tell your coach, you got to prove it to me. To I agree, that, man. Earn that money. Same with Kyler Murray. I would have never paid his ass. I would have said, you prove it to me. Both of you. Take me to the playoffs. Get me there. Don't fucking go seven and zero and miss the play and, and, and not, <laughs> not get there. As soon as I, I am sorry, but you cannot do that. You got to prove it to me to get that contract and that money and that security. There are people out in the league that are working their ass off and actually doing really well who don't have that security. So how the fuck does he get security? Not me. How? As soon as I, if I was Kyler Murray, as soon as I saw them sign Cliff Kingsbury, I'm like, yo, trade me. I'm out. <laughs> I don't get it. Serious though. They're a so, blend. That was that was straight. Nick Theory's 2024 president right there. Yo, they are a bad. Yeah, he was blend. looking you right in the eye, dude. I'd vote for him. They're a bad blend. <laughs> they are. They're not mixing. Well. They're, they're, I was inspired together. when you said that. But I'm just saying. I would vote for you in 2024. At least you could put a sentence together. Oh well, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing. But here's the thing too. Like I, I don't want to go back to the Cardinals. But what I'm saying is like, it, you're not helping Kyler out, bro. Like, he's running for his life every fucking play. So what do you want him to do? Seriously. You traded a first-round pick for a wide receiver. Exactly. Trade your first-round mm. pick and get him some protection on his blind side so that you have a three-foot-tall quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> Protect him. It doesn't him. make any sense. Protect him. They don't, they don't help him out. They don't help Unbelievable. him. Unbelievable. They, they, they got to put him in the, best per, in the best place to succeed as an offense, and they don't do that. There is a lot of, like, miscommunication with uh, Kingsbury and Murray. I, it's just a bad blend. It's a bad blend. I, I'm never – I'm not convinced with this team. To be 0-3 at fucking home is really bad, yo. Good things yeah, reminds me of like going to going to extravagant and getting cut by skills. Like fam. <laughs> when you're home, when you're, yeah, hey, I missed that. <laughs> fam, when, when you are home, you are that is your sanctuary. That is where you, if somebody comes in your building, the disrespect for you to come to my fucking house and take on and, and put your feet up on my couch, fuck that. You come to my house, I'm blowing your ass out, and I'm gonna prove oh. it to you. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> yeah, in both ways, in both holes, three holes, I don't know what you got. It don't matter to me. You come to my house, you put your feet up on my couch, I am going to bury you. They don't have that mentality. The fact that they are they lost their last eight games at home should say a lot about this football team's culture. Period, end of story. Passion. That's how I feel about it, man. That's I, I don't passion. That's how I feel. That's passion, and that is what takes us into our game picks for the rest of the games. This will be quicker and more abbreviated. So, Philly, Philly, you want to give us one more change here? Yep. Give us some prime time. Well, All right. As if everyone didn't them. notice, uh, the other camera died, and that's what we were anticipating. <laughs> so, I'm hungry. You guys want order food? I want some mozzarella sticks. After we go up. Oh, that's all. It's regular. <laughs> so I'll, I'll roll it while you order. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So here we go. All right. The first game on the early afternoon slate, we have the Falcons. The 3-3 three and three Falcons, by the way. Very interesting. At the Bengals, 3-3. Three and three. Bengals by 6.5 right now. Guys, what do you have? I'm taking the Bengals both ways. Uh, I think the Bengals, um, as Nick alluded to on Tuesday, they're in kind of not must wins, but they got to get some wins. And I think it starts this week. Um, and I think that it's about time that the Falcons finally drop a covering. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I, I just think picked up on that. It's 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 go. It's bound to happen. Man, and I, I think know. this is the week it does. I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, what's crazy is 
they're literally the third team in the last decade to start 6-0 against the spread. And then since 1978, only four teams have started 7-0 against the spread. So, like, they're on the verge of history right now. I don't know if they'll be able to do it. I do like the way that they're playing, though. Um, I think something is clicking for the Bengals, finally. I, and it's the defense actually is playing pretty well. And Joe Burrow had a pretty damn good game last week. Three TDs passing, one rushing. They finally looked a little bit more like the team we saw last year. So I, I definitely like the Bengals in this game. I'm going to pick them to win. Um, and you know what's crazy? I, I'm going to take the Falcons on the spread here. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But there's a lot going against it. The Bengals are 12 and 2 against the spread in their last 14. Mm -hmm. I mean, that, that is hard That's to go against. Stat. That's a big stat. That's hard to go against. And I'm going to do it anyway because man, the Falcons have been in every single game. Why, like, You're a Mariota. Mike I mean, I, I, Mike Mariota. Well, I was standing on Marcus an island Ponte, there. Whatever fuck you want I was me, on man. an island there. Yeah, I mean, hey. You root for Those him, legs are an equalizer. That's not why I'm going there, though. I, I just I just like the way that they're playing right now. I can't say anything otherwise. The Bengals have been too inconsistent for me to rely on. That's a big spread. It is. But that also tells me to lay them points. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, there's a lot going against the Falcons on the spread there. So yeah, go I ahead, think, Nick. Who I you got, got? I got the Falcons outright. I think oh shit! Yeah, oh, I got. I, I can't lie. I I think the Falcons are one of those teams that they're going to be a surprise team. Man, they, Mike they, picked them the wrong year. No, no, they they <laughs> pissed me. You were one year too early. I am not going to lie to you. This team is really good. Yeah, they're good. Like they they play to the end. Coaching. They will play to the fourth quarter. It doesn't matter the score. They will make a. Uh, they'll find a way to come back in the game and creep. And if they creep up 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 against the Bengals, they will slip up because Mariota can make plays with his feet. And that guy Zacchaeus, that wide receiver, family, gets loose. Family, yo, he's been all right, yo. He's got wheels. He's got wheels, <laughs> man. And the Bengals defense has been. Eh, man, Kyle Pitts eh, scored. He scored this yeah. week. I didn't know he knew how to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's if there's one thing about Arthur Smith that I can't figure out is how Kyle Pitts is so uninvolved and I, he made a star out of Jonu Smith, bro. And he can't do it with Kyle. Pitts. I don't know the Brady, answer. I Brady don't. He's Jarrett, so gifted. Grady Jarrett is going to be a menace. Yeah, he's a beast. He is a absolute problem. You heard Tom Brady. He said I had nightmares of this guy coming around the he's corner of my house. This guy is going to harass the the Bengals front. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems. I think the Bengals are going to have a hard time uh, scoring a lot of points like they usually do. And I think that's what gives the Falcons a little bit scary edge because they are just one of those teams that creep up on you. Yes, they and are. And they can do that, especially with Mariota, you know, making plays with his feet. Because what did I say last pot? There is nothing more demoralizing to a defense when a quarterback can, can, can get a scramble on a third and 12 and get a first down. Yep. That is demoralizing. That is very demoralizing. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> it's and a great this point. Team, this team can do it. They are capable of going to Cincinnati and beating them. I got the Falcons outright. Man, good for you. It's my upset of the week. I like it, though. I really do. All right, next up, Packers minus four and a half on the road at the Commanders. And, yes, this line moved. It opened at five and a half. It did move. So you already heard Godfarve on Tuesday. Godfarve says 
upset alert how do we feel about this one guys i mean that, that's look that's borderline insanity remember carson wentz is not playing in this game i don't just want to point that out i don't understand how they're they're four and they're four and a half points to taylor heineke i i, I just don't understand that Godfather might have been on some shit. <laughs> he really might have been. But I'm taking the Packers both ways against my better judgment because I think this team stinks. But the Commanders stink more. Packers better not do this to me. Oh, if the Packers lose this one, I'll be sounding it's the fucking over. alarm. It's over. If I'll be sounding game. it for yeah. everybody here. It's Don't over worry. If they lose they this have game, completely underachieved to this point. Completely. <laughs> like when when considering everything that was going on with this team in the offseason we were talking about just wide receivers right but everything on this team right now is not working head coach, everything quarterback defense line and their offensive line is trash too and they got their tackles back yeah their line has not necessarily gelled yet either so and there have been some like like for example there was an aaron jones rush up the middle last week where he got like five yards down and there was a missed blocking assignment from one of their guys that block would have resulted in a touchdown, literally. Like, the whole field was in front of them. Yeah. They're just missing simple assignments. And it actually looks like, to me, and Dan Orlovsky said this, and I actually kind of felt this from watching them myself. It always looks like there's one guy on their unit that is not executing properly. It's always, all right, 10 guys are doing something right, and, and one's not. But there's always one. It's never a fully executed play. And that one guy can throw off an entire play. They need to execute. They need to execute, period. End of story. They're not executing. Yep. They're playing like shit. I got the Packers both ways, though. Uh, I, I don't see how this isn't a rebound game. I'm sorry. Like, the, I, if, you, if you don't in this one, I will have many questions. <laughs> I also will tell you this, though. The trade talks are heating up. I said this on Tuesday. Now we actually have a name. They are all in on Chase Claypool, apparently. I, heard that, yeah. I don't think that helps them at all. I don't know if it helps enough. It will help. But, like, you're banking on a guy who consistently does not live up to his talent ability. I think he's ass. I, I mean, think he's ass. He's but... got a ton of talent. He just – he he does not show up every game. And so he's I ass. question if he's like Juju, honestly, with, with the dedication, you know. Is he Juju light? Like, you know, he's more talented than Juju. Chase Clay ass. Yeah. Nah, don't do that. He ass. Chase Clay ass. It's crazy. <laughs> Chase Clayman. Fly ass. Claymans. Freak ass. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, we'll see. So like, keep an eye on that. All I right? like I like the I like Green Bay money line, but I like the Commanders with the points. I think Taylor Heineke is going to show a lot of passion. I just do, man. I think I think Heineke is going to play well enough these next couple weeks where it's going to cause a quarterback controversy. We see it all the time in history in the NFL. The quarterback gets hurt. The starting quarterback gets hurt. It happened to Dallas. Carson Wentz has seen it. It happened to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, Carson, for real. It's, it happened to Dallas just now. It happens, man. Like, the backup is coming because he has to prove a point. He's got to prove to other teams that, hey, I am a formidable quarterback. I can still play in this league. So those kind of guys have a chip on their shoulder. They play with a certain type of level, a level of intensity that helps them in, in, in big games like this. Remember when when uh, Taylor Heineke played against the Bucks in the in the playoffs? He played pretty fucking well, and he was a big big underdog. Now he's playing against Green Bay. He's gonna have that chip on his shoulder because he wants to beat Aaron Rodgers. Nick, I like the Commanders to 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 to, to keep it close. 
but I trust Aaron Rodgers in the end. I think the Packers will win by the last second field goal. Nick, don't you love that I always got a stat for you? Like, you, you can tell it. me, hey, whatever you like, I'll give you a stat. Yeah, go ahead. I'll give you a stat that, that goes with this. I like what okay? you like. <laughs> Yeah. Washington backup quarterbacks are 7-2-1 against the spread in their last 10 games since 2019. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking crazy. That's a great I'm, I'm ready for you. Like, you know, uh, pause. I'm going to bet the – Extreme pause. I'm going to bet the commanders this weekend. Me too. I'm going to bet them on the money line in one of my parlays <laughs> no. just because. Uh, uh, don't say I made you do it. That's all. Uh, but I, have, I, I, I can't lie. I have a weird feeling about this game. I oh God! If Taylor Heineke beats Green, uh, beats Green Bay, and beats Aaron Rodgers. Oh, there will be chaos. I cannot wait for Tuesday's pop. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's, guess, it's going up. Guess where I'm going next, though? I'm going to the Buccaneers next. Let's go, baby. Let's oh, this go. is a get-right game. The Buccaneers minus ten and a half. Uh, no, it moved to eleven. Buccaneers oh, minus eleven at the Carolina Panthers, led by P.J. Walker again for the second week in a row. Same uh, same logic applies here, right? A team that's not been executing. There have been some questions. Three and three. Same thing. It's it's like almost the exact same thing. I agree. So where do we go here? I'm going with the Panthers both ways. I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you're getting used to that. That's why. Yeah, I'm taking the Buccaneers <laughs> both ways. It's a get right game. And that's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to get themselves together. They're going to feel good. And it, they're going to launch. I, I, and I, I'm not there with the launch. I'm going to say this. The Buccaneers should never be favored 11 points in a football game right now. They are not that team to be favored by 11 points. They're just not. I don't care who your opponent is. They're still playing against an NFL team. The Bucs haven't been playing really well to their potential. But what I'll say is this. The Bucs will win this football game. They will, they'll show some flashes at their back. But they're going to struggle again uh, because they 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 have to keep momentum going with this offense. See, if you get behind the sticks, you're going to struggle. I don't care who you play against. This team is not playing well enough to command 11 point favorite. That's uh, why you should bet them. No, that's no. You you would have said that last week and you would have lost. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So they're not they're not there yet to command a double digit favorite over any team yet. I will take the Panthers with the points. But I will take the Bucks to win the football game. I'm and doing the same it. thing, Nick. And and really, I'm just not convinced that they can blow a team out right now. I am because waiting. I think that they're having an identity crisis, and they don't know what kind of team they want to be right now. Yep. I, I think that they would love to throw the football, but they can't because they can't run the football. So <laughs> you got to figure out what the hell is going on. Um, I'm sure that they'll be better than what we've seen so far. I think this is a win. Um, but the Panthers kept it close last week. Maybe they do it again and the Bucs take over in the fourth. I don't know. We'll see. But I got I got Bucs Carolina as well. Okay. Giants at the Jags. Jags by three. I believe that held up. Yes, it did. Jags favor by three at home against the five of one Giants. Upset, upset, upset. Jags win outright. Well, technically, not an upset, right? Well, it's two and four versus five and one. I know. I'm only saying, but oh. spread the spread wise. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah. No, there's no reason the Jack should be. Favored. But yeah, upset. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> really I, 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 had to, I had to. I had to give it the other end. The Jaguars have had a lead in four out of the six games with two minutes left in the game. Oh, you pardon. They've held the lead. 
So to me, when I see that, and they're blowing them. Whoa. Oh! My bad. My bad. Oh! Hey. They're, hey, yo. they're blowing those games. We got to grow up a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's no way if we said that, that would have passed by you. Just saying. They're blowing those games. Your beard would have fell off. Your goatee would have came back if I said that. Sharp lines. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, so I'm, taking, I'm taking the Jaguars to win the game outright. I hate you, Mike, hey, because Humber. every time I want to say there's a big upset, you always beat me to it because I pass it off to you most of the time first. Puff, puff, give. I actually had the Giants first on this one, but then I was convinced because simply the Jags, they, they're a team that just hasn't figured out to win as well. Okay. By DVOA, I'm not going to try to explain that to everybody here, but it determines the strength of your units, right? The yep. Jags pretty much grayed out better in just about everything. They've been playing solid football, but they cannot. They just haven't figured out how to win. So for me, it's just like, all right, the Giants are riding high. This is actually more like an emotions thing. I think that they play good football, but the Giants are riding high. And it's time for them to be leveled right here. They just won a super emotional game that Two. they were not supposed to win. Two. Correct. London. But like this one, like the Ravens had it in a bag. That game was over. Giants still pull that out, and now they're traveling to Jacksonville playing the Heat. I'll pull out. It's not. It's not reasonable. Uh, they got to lose games at some point, so they'll lose this one. Jazz both I, ways. Dude, this is tough for me because look, if if you are the Giants, how do you not feel disrespected being an underdog against the Jaguars when you're five and one? Oh, they do. That's Baltimore material. That's that's what I'm saying. That's, that's posted all over the fucking locker room. And that's what scares me about this line. It's like. All right, well, the Jags, it, it, but the line doesn't make any sense. The fact that the, Gi the, uh, the Jags are favorites when they're three wins behind the Giants. Tells me that tells Vegas me thinks that they're a stronger team yes. than Regardless of their record. record indicates. Yes. And so, that the Giants are not as strong as their record indicates. Correctly. That's they exactly would at least be a field goal favor here if the Giants were as strong as, as so they may appear to be. They right. would be a field goal favorite at least. And that's why I'm going with the Jags because the line just doesn't make any sense to me. And, and Vegas knows what they're doing. But I will say this. I would not be surprised if the Giants won. Bulletin board yeah. material. This is exactly what they... This is that. That's the definition of it. You should not be underdogs against a team that's three wins behind you when you just came off against wins against Baltimore. It, it just shouldn't happen. So, But I, I'll go with the Jags. I'm with you guys. I agree with yourself. All right. There we go. All three of us have the Jags upsetting the Giants, technically. I just wanted to put that okay. out there because it's a different perspective. Yeah, each of us had a different perspective and still picked the same team. Yeah. Cleveland at Baltimore. Oh, man. Baltimore's reeling a little bit. Baltimore minus six and a half. And I believe that also held up. Hold on. Yep. Six and a half. All right. Six and a half. Baltimore at home. It's my favorite bet of the week. Ravens both ways. Love them. Love the spot for the Ravens. Any justification or just because they're just it's they're just, due after some it's, it's, some bad it's a bounces combination and, of it's a combination of they're due and the Browns are back down the reality. It's Jacoby Brissett. Defense is picked up on him. He's a good backup. He could come in and give you three, four quality starts and then the wheels fall off. That's what he is. And that's no slight. He played great. But that that is what it is. He's throwing the Donovan Peoples Jones and Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper can only do so much by himself. Look, Matt this is and Amari Cooper has been abysmal on the road too. By the way, correct. Great point. This is a gut check for me. I am the biggest guy on the Ravens here. This game, 
they not only need to win, but they need to look impressive doing it. Convincing. So I, I have, yes. I, I, I initially had them winning both ways, and I actually, I think I'm leaning Cleveland to cover, just because that line is pretty high, um, and that's really like, I hate doing it, okay, but I have to point this out. This kind of pushed me a little bit. John Harbaugh is the least profitable coach against the spread after a straight-up loss when facing a divisional opponent the next game. 11-19-2 against the spread. Wow. And that that's actually a concerning stat. That's 20 years of history right there. Okay? So I got Cleveland on the spread, even though they're not good as an underdog under Kevin Stefanski. Just going to throw that out there. They're not. Okay? Baltimore to win, Cleveland to cover. I got Baltimore both ways, too. I'm going to be short. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. And I'm the guy who likes them the most. <laughs> All right. Jets. The 4-2 Jets. Excuse me. All right. Playoff team at the season ended today. The Jets at the Broncos. The Broncos are reeling. We don't even know if Russell Wilson's playing. Okay. We do know that Melvin Gordon's starting. Oh, according Christ. to his coach. <laughs> yeah. We already know how Nick feels if you saw on TikTok. Yeah, All go, right. Go check it out. So how about this one, guys? That's what I do. What do we got? Oh, did I not say the line? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's all good. Um, Broncos by one. Okay, so I said this on Tuesday. I don't know if the Jets are good. But what I do know is the Broncos stink. <laughs> so I'm taking the Jets. I don't have a ton of faith in the pick. I'm trusting Robert Saley is an excellent defensive coach. Nathaniel Hackett is a putrid head coach. So X. for me, that's kind of where God I facts. that's kind of where I'm going. Zach Wilson and the offense ain't really been doing much, so it's not even like that. I just think that the way that defense is humming, I think they'll be able to get after Russ, cause problems, and he'll be able to outsmart Hackett. <sighs> this one I hate because I love the way the Jets are playing. The Broncos need to win more. Um, They're the more desperate team, but I'm going against what I stand on to pick the Jets. Yeah, to I be mean, honest. they they haven't faced a defense like the Broncos yet. I'm concerned that Facts. Russell Wilson's not going to play. Even though I know he's playing like garbage, but would you rather have Russell Wilson or uh, Brett Rippian or whatever? Probably Rippian. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come we'll on. Give a nice meal at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and all the stats I have, I'm Mr. Stat Guy, it's all pointing Jets. I'm even going to say this too. Most rushing TDs the last three weeks in the NFL, the New York Jets with eight. Their design run percentage jumped from 25% to 50%. It's an obvious formula. They are going behind Brees Hall. He is him. I have to say it again. I'm still going to take the Broncos here. Oh, uh, this Chef is, Boyar Russ. No, this is, it's just the Jets. It's, it's a spot here. They're coming off of a major win on the road, going to a high altitude. And the Broncos defense, they have not faced a defense like this. This is going to be an ugly game that the Broncos pull out because they have to and I don't even know if Russell Wilson's playing so this is me acknowledging that and I'm still picking him because of the defense and I actually like the Jets I do I do like the Jets I love that point what you make with the Denver's defense I feel like they don't get talked about enough because of Russell Wilson he's, he's he commands a lot of attention and his play is really shadowing uh, the Broncos defense of how well they've been playing because not Facts. for nothing if the Broncos defense hasn't been playing well the Broncos would get blown out every single game 
Broncos defense is for real. That's what I'm saying. So like if if they weren't playing well, the Broncos would they would get destroyed every single game. And they're overachie overachieving, I think, the defense. I actually had more question marks about them going into the year. Yeah. So the Broncos defense. Yeah. They've actually been way better than I mean, I thought they'd be good, but this is like better than advertised for show. So look, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna go with the Broncos here. But I'll tell you what, if they lay another stinker. I am never going to pick them the rest of the, the entire season. It might be you and I serious. both, my friend. I'm not kidding you. This is a game they have I to win. Picking them. You can only burn a man so many like, times before he feels it. Point. They need right. this game more. They need to get like some positive momentum in that locker room. They've been in the game with a lot of scrutiny. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, a lot of bad performances. They need this win more than the Jets. The Jets kind of already exceeded expectations. They were not supposed to be four and two. Whereas Denver is two and four and they should they, they feel like they are one of the top teams in the league in the offseason. So they need this game more. I think Melvin Gordon is actually going to have a decent game. I, I do. Man, I, think I don't know. Gonna, I think he's going to score. I think, I think it's like. Does that have anything to do with you starting him on your fantasy? It has God. nothing. You don't even know if I'm going to start him. We don't. Oh, excuse me. I forgot. Everybody's right now. So I need, I need to evaluate, the, you know, throughout the week. So what my point is, I, I think he's going to score this week because anytime a, a player has a chip on their shoulder and has something to prove, it feels like they do it, man. Like the great ones always have a, have, have something to prove. I'm not saying he's a great one, but he's a talented, he's a talented enough player and, and, you know, throughout his career where he can get it done. Like he could do, he could do good things in this offense, and that's what they're missing. They're missing consistent running game to open up the, uh, the you know, the play action, which Russell Wilson has built his career on. He's built his career on the play action. If they can run the football effectively, they are going to win this football game. And I believe this is my last chance with them, but I will take Denver. Yeah, I, I don't love the pick. I don't have any confidence in it, but this is the last time I'm taking Denver. If they fucking fail me, I will never pick them again because they are making me look terrible. <laughs> They're making you up. look terrible. Uh, They're making me look tenfold terrible. Well, I so, the Saints too, bro. Let's let's just let's be real there. All right, Texans at the Raiders. Raiders by seven, and that also held up. Okay, Raiders by seven, Take coming out of the bye. The Raiders, both ways. Both ways. Both. Both. With an F. Theories. This is your team, man. Are they back? You got the Raiders? I got the Raiders. Both ways. This is this is the get right game for them. And then here here comes the Raiders, bro. Yeah, that counts. <laughs> Yo, you know what's crazy? They should have beat the fucking Chiefs. They really should they, they should had have. that game. If Devontae Adams catches that ball, they are lining up for a game-winning field goal with Daniel Carlson, who has been money this year. And they he was blew it, man. that field goal, and he was sending Patrick Mahomes home with an L. That is so true. That's why I'm going with the Raiders. I believe in the talent more than the Texans. I will go the Raiders, baby. So get this. Derek Carr's lost five consecutive games straight up and against the spread off a of bye week. Last 20 years, Raiders 5-14 and 14 against the spread off a of bye week. Last four games off a of bye for the Texans. Three of their last four they've won. Straight up. I got the Raiders. I got the Texans on the spread. Shit. I mean, that's that's insane. Come on. That. Wow. Yeah. Derek Carr better not play like that. I know. Just saying. He better not. Especially off a of bye. All right. Next up, Chiefs. Favored by three at the 40. Oh, excuse me. It's two and a half now. It moved. All right. Chiefs by two and a half 
at the 49ers. So you mean to tell me a team with <laughs> measly Jimmy G just got blown out by the Falcons. We have no respect for Jimmy G. He fucking stinks. Patrick Mahomes, the almighty, the best to ever do it, behind the back. I see what you're doing here. Left-handed throws. All I that. see what you're doing. He's this is gross. A, he's only a two-and-a-half-point favorite against the 49ers. Can I just say something? The media and Vegas loves the 49ers. Just putting that out there. They they like them a lot more than me. Something, Even with that defense. Something smells fishy and it ain't my ass. I'm taking, <laughs> the, I'm taking the Niners to win outright. Wow. <laughs> Can we bet on this one? Absolutely. I got the Chiefs. Because I'm confident in it. I I mean, really good, God bless you, man. I, I like the Niners. That's a good spot for the Niners. In terms of, like, what? Like, just the storyline? Um, the points? They got is blown the line, out. Is the line what indicated to you that the Niners were going to win this football game? No, because I liked the Niners before I saw the line. What made me uh, like the okay. Niners? What made Both me like these the teams Niners, coming off a big loss. Both coming off a big loss, but the Niners got, the Niners got smacked around. And I believe that Kyle Shanahan will have them ready to play. Jimmy G hasn't played particularly well. This could be a – and the Chiefs defense hasn't been too 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 good. Um, they've been all right, you know, average. I think that Jimmy G can – I think they could do it. I really do. I like the 49ers in this spot. When Mahomes is not a three-and-a-half-point favorite lifetime. Remember, I said this a few weeks ago, and he capitalized. He's won eight of his last eight, – uh, eight of his last ten in those games, 13-3-1 against the spread. I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes, even though – Jimmy G, after losing by double digits, happened four times. He's 4-0 against the spread and straight up the next game. There you go. I did that for you. He's him. I did that for you, even though. Himmy Garoppolo. I got to go with Patrick Mahomes. That's Nick his Theories, I'm going, I'm going Mahomes, bro. I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, I'm going Mahomes. They, they lost a game that they had a chance to win. Yo. Like I said, Himmy Garoppolo. If, if, look, <laughs> I like Jimmy G, though. Like, this is not Himmy a G. Jimmy G. This is... This is the Chiefs coming off a loss. They are almost virtually, like, unstoppable coming off a loss. And You're putting the hex on them. No, I, <laughs> maybe. But the, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the, the thing with the Niners. They are struggling to run the football. Last game they played, they, they struggled to run the football. you got to be able to run the football against the Chiefs. You have to. Because then you open up uh, Debo Samuel, you open up uh, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Kittle in the passing game. You open them up? In the passing game, yes. Jesus Christ. I can't say shit up here, man. <laughs> like, like, what do you want me to do? What I'm saying is, you, like, you open up the passing game for them to allow them to be successful. But the Niners need to run the football. If they cannot run the football, it's going to be a long day in hell for them. And I see that with the Chiefs. The Chiefs the Chiefs are a good, a good football team. They have Andy Reid, who I trust way more than Shanahan. I like the Chiefs in this spot. Give me the Chiefs both ways. All right, last one. Sunday night football. Steelers at Dolphins. Tua is back. All right, the Dolphins are favored by seven now. All right, this is a two-parter, and this is how we're ending the show tonight. First, need to know your picks. Second, I need to know if you think Tua will play at the same level he was pre-injury. All right, slash, do you believe in the Dolphins anymore? They've lost all three games without him. So, this is it. This is the last one. Uh, I know I said the team is going to rally around two, and they will. But I think he's going to be a little gun shot. And they're, they're not going to have sympathy for him. Mike Tomlin is going to get after him. And I think the Steelers win. Wow. 
Two in a row. I do. Wow. Genuine gut feel. Because I think the story's not going to be so much about the Dolphins. The story's going to be more about Tua coming back. And he's going to get a standing ovation and all that. And I'm not saying it's not deserved. I'm not trying to come off like that. So before if people start reading this and hearing this and start going crazy. But I don't think it's that. I just I think the Steelers now have some momentum. Um, they just beat the Buccaneers. Mike Tomlin got them fired up, let them know they could do this. Again, it's just a spot. I'm so to, to I'm go, ahead, so Nick, sorry. go ahead. I have to point this out. Did Andy Dalton just throw back to back, back pick sixes, pick sixes and drives? What? The, uh, you know the, the, the point total? Holy is shit! Twenty-eight, fourteen, Cardinals. It's almost going to be the overs what? by halftime. So oh, they just took the unders. My condolences. <laughs> I'm sorry to say that. But, what? Um, going back to the game, I like <laughs> I like Miami because they are the more talented team. I think the Steelers. Last week, you can call that an emotional win. Beating a Bucks team and beating Tom Brady is very, very uh, astonishing for any team, any franchise. Did you say uh, Miami both ways? I got Miami both okay, ways. Sorry. I don't believe in the Steelers' offense. I feel like their identity is kind of shaky. Uh, Najee Harris hasn't really played really well at all. He's been a really, he's been a, a fantasy bust. Yeah, Jalen uh, Warren needs to play more right now. I know he scored last week, but it was honestly because of busted coverage. So, like... For me, it's almost just like I, I just like Miami's um, offensive more, like their weapons. I mean, Tyree Kill is almost going to like he's on pace to break the all time receiving record in this season. Like he's has 700 yards in the six weeks, cuz like that ain't going nowhere. Jalen Waddle's a beast. I think Tua will be fine. I think, you know, once he gets his practice reps, you know, he's been practicing the last couple of weeks. So, like, I, I feel like the rust factor won't be there. Um, will he pay? Will he play a little, a little scared in terms of of trying to avoid an injury? Maybe, but like I, I feel like the practice reps help him get you know gain that confidence back, and I think that's I, I think Miami's going to win this game. I think they're the better team. Yeah, I got I got Miami. I got Pittsburgh on the spread. Miami's won their last five night games straight up as a favorite. Wow. On the other hand, Steelers. 0-7 straight up in night games as an underdog of a TD or more. That's going back 30 years, guys. And then that's not counting the fact Mike Tomlin, 9-17 against the spread since 2017. That makes him the least profitable coach in the NFL in those games at night. Wow. Also hard to believe, so I don't know why I just picked him on the spread other than I think there will be rust too, Mike. Okay. That's it, everybody. A lot of info, man. We went crazy. Info packed. Yep, we did our thing. All right. Philly Phil, thank you very much. Does Andy Dalton have three three interceptions at halftime? Yep. I, this is what I'm saying about the Saints. The still Saints, has a 101 rating too. They, somehow they are a fucking quarterback <laughs> away, dude. They were up 14 to six, and you gave them 20 points. Try telling you, big dog. What do you mean? You try telling me? Did you pick the Cardinals? Some dog shit. You picked the Cardinals? No, I picked the Saints. Oh well, then what are you talking about? Well, I can't stand Cliff Kingsbury or Kyler Murray. So I gotta pick okay, well, I picked the Saints because they're my playoff team, but Jesus Christ, I'm looking really bad. They are quarterback away. You give them a quarterback, they, nobody will would want to play them. There's that Arizona oh defense. Oh, God. Oh, God. You give this team a quarterback, nobody would want to play the fucking Saints. I'm telling you, bro. We'll see. I know, Arizona's I, I know defense. football when I see it. Come on, I'm big hungry. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us again tonight. Apologies for the new camera struggling a little bit. We'll have to evaluate his performance, right, Phil? It's good. We just need to uh, need to charge it a little bit. Yeah, we just need to plug it into the wall. We have to get that from Amazon. There you go. All right. So, performance was good when it was alive. All right. 
PNI episode 115 powered by Playmaker was brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. Also, we were live on the Props Network at PropsHQ.com where you need to go over and subscribe to us right now and keep up with all of our football content for the rest of the NFL season. Last but not least, what are we wearing? Fantastic fabric, baby. Mm-hmm. If you want some, the game. it comes from IBB Pressworks, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, and we could hook you up if you DM us for pricing and details. Next show, Tuesday, 8 p.m. You don't want to miss it. Week 7 recap. Theories. Take it, take it away. Take it away, baby. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We appreciate all the love, support, and the comments. If you guys haven't done so already, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell on YouTube. We are also available on PropsHQ.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeart, Megaphone, Stitcher, and all that other dookie. <laughs> also, follow us on all of our socials. You do not want to miss any of our content that we post on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And we will see you guys next week at PI, baby. Enjoy week six, seven? Seven. Jesus Christ. Enjoy week seven, everybody. Sour. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is sour. <laughs> We're pounding about week seven the entire time over here questioning. <laughs>